being accountable and realizing, oh, this is a two-way street, but, but the only part of this I can control is how I am communicating. And if my tone is triggering to this other person, it's definitely not going to be an effective communication. Welcome back to Clarity Cafe, our safe space to get a little more clarity on life. I'm Callie, and I'm here with my Clarity sister, Barb. In our last episode, we talked about community, kicking off season two with this idea that there's different types of communities and large and macro down to the micro having a buddy system and how important it is to make sure that our expectations are in alignment with what our community can provide. And if we need to revise it, we've got a little mind map at claritycafepodcast.com that you can use to take a look at your community as a whole and see if there's some areas you'd like to fill in a little bit, or maybe there's some places to clean house. So go check that episode out and definitely check out the mind map online. So for this episode, we're going to talk about communication because it's not what you're saying, it's how and the tone behind it. Are you stressed out? Think you're keeping it all to yourself? Are you triggered? It's not a secret. We can hear it in your voice. And what about the person you're talking to? Are they in pain? Are they tired? How about cutting them a break? I'm really just meeting each other where we're at in the present moment and being there for each other when we are having communication. So let's kick off starting with not what you're saying, but what's the tone behind it and how important it is to measure your internal stress level. Like, are you stressed and you think you've got it all wrapped up? But actually, it is bur- you are bursting at the seams with stress. And even in situations that it shouldn't even apply to or have anything to do with, those people may be feeling all of your stress and they may even be internalizing and thinking it's about them. Barb, have you ever had a time in your life where you thought you had your stress all wrapped up tight and nobody was noticing and yet people around you were responding differently than you would have thought? Absolutely. Many times. <laughs> and. And each one of them has been a learning experience and uh, still a valuable exercise to observe. And I think the key to that is observing the other person and at the same time observing yourself. Because you can learn so much from how someone reacts to you. You think you're cool, as you're saying. You think you got it all under control. You got a lot to do, but you're, you know, fully present. But the stress of what just happened or the stress of what you're projecting that's going to happen in the in the future is coming into your current conversation and you can see and feel when things aren't being received the way that you believe you're communicating them and that's kind of a i think being accountable and realizing oh this is a two-way street but but the only part of this I can control is how I am communicating. And if my tone is triggering to this other person, it's definitely not going to be an effective communication. You can see sort of how that's happening, particularly in our personal relationships, you know, with family members or with partners. Because you have this level of comfort and safety, you can be kind of unaware that you're bringing the stress of the day into the conversation. Maybe it's the end of the day. You've both been working a long time. There's a lot of things that you want to tell about what happened in your day. But probably the most important part of that conversation is 
simply saying, how are you? And checking in and also explaining how you are, because then you've set a groundwork for, oh, I had a really stressful day. I'm actually kind of tired right now. So then the other person has the opportunity to think, maybe that's not the best time to come at this person with a complex question I need help with. Let me let them rest a little bit. Maybe we should go for a walk. Are you hungry? You know, all those things that can kind of put both parties in a communication in a state to be able to to listen and to receive. Um, And if we're good listeners and and able to catch that, oh, I just came on really strong because I've been waiting to talk to this person all day. This wasn't the best time or the best tone for me to say this in. Let me take that back and say, how was your day? Would you like to go for a walk? Or what can I do to help us get into a place where we can have these more intense conversations that we need to have? Mainly being able to be aware of how the communication is proceeding or as early as possible so that we can bring that quality of safety and acceptance. Because I know for me, I can get triggered on something that has nothing to do with me, but part of my what I'm tell the story I'm telling myself in my head is that I should be able to fix this. That's a whole conversation about trying to fix things that are outside of your control or just trying to fix things in general versus just letting them unfold. So for me, one of my challenges is to just be able to listen and hear the whole situation without thinking, I totally know how to fix this. Let me help you fix this. (laughs) Or let me fix this for you. All of those games that we play with ourselves. And that doesn't necessarily make the other party feel heard or listened to. So I guess that all of those things I was just talking about come back to being present, being aware, and being able to listen to both yourself and the person you're in communication with and hear that tone if it's not a good tone. Thank you for explaining that. That's really helpful to recognize that each communication, each conversation requires a baseline or a place or a tone we're going to set it in. And they may not have been waiting to talk to us all day. So making sure that we understand that we may need a little transition, a little warm up there to have a conversation, even on anything, doesn't matter what it is. The other thing that I wanted to explore today, because it makes me giggle, I just went to this dog trial and volunteered. And at this dog trial, you know, it's great people watching. I mean, fabulous people watching. And the group of people that I'm with is really great group of people, really fun to be around. However, I did notice a couple of behaviors that made me chuckle. So one of them is there is a role for a videographer. Now the videographer has to say which dog in the order is being, um, is up next that they're videoing, right? So that, you know, this is dog 13, dog 14, but I, I observed this particular videographer having a complete demeanor change. So she went from a really fun, kind of jovial, cool personality to this bingo librarian voice. And it cracked me up. So she'd be like, oh, how are you doing? Good to see you. La, la, la. Haven't seen you in a long time. La, 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 la. And then, oh, I love your haircut. And she's, you know, just like really present. And then the next thing you know, when she was ready to record, she'd go, dog 13, dog 13. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it, it made me chuckle because 
I'm thinking, wow, we, and I'm sure I do it too, but we have somewhere in her life, she got this um, concept in her head that when she was recording or doing something, she needed to have this persona, which to me is sort of this bingo librarian persona. And don't know where it came from. Don't where the amalgamation is. I'm sure if I told her this, if she had the chance to hear this, she'd probably be giggling. She's got a great personality. And I'm sure she'd chuckle and go, where did that come from? She probably has no idea. So that was one sort of shift. And the other one I saw was, it's a long story, but the short is because this is nose work and we've got to go through different environments and the dogs have to compete searching for odor in different environments. You need a lot of people that help the dogs or the people waiting, you know, the lineup. So I, I'm at one station, I'm helping people to get to the next station and then the next station's helping the next people. And this woman who had been super fun and super, again, outgoing and you just silly, goofy dog person, like we all are, um, when it came time to her saying she was ready to accept someone and she was ready to move them to the next thing. So here's these people. They get to my station. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Oh, your dog's so cute. You know, I'll talk about the breed or this, just something to shake up their nerves a little bit and loosen it up, you know, and I'd say, you know, I hope you have fun. Watch your step here, whatever. They get to the next station. And from across the room, she's like, hold, waiting, be ready. <laughs> this is not agility. Not, there's no run off the line kind of thing. But she had this entire air traffic control. I don't know what serious vibe going. And I'm like, okay, so I just helped kind of calm people's nerves down as they move to the next station. And now, by the way, none of those words are required. All she has to do is say, hang out there until we're ready for you. That's all that needs to be said. <laughs> Instead, it's like, get ready. <laughs> and so again, I'm sure if I brought it up, she would chuckle and go, where does that come from? But my point of all of this is to say that in communication, we do the same thing. We will come with these personas or these ways we think we're supposed to lodge this complaint with customer service or how we're supposed to resolve something that went south with a repair in our home or how we think we're supposed to approach uh, a very formal engagement. And instead of being ourselves and relatable, we become these personas and not only is it not us, but people struggle to read how to even connect with us because we've just like put on this entire costume or, or outfit or suit that is not based in reality. Uh, and so then we can often experience that as people, I don't feel like people related to me or why did they respond to me in that way? Well, because you weren't you in that moment. Yes, I think that's a very good point. That, and that's a great information for you when you find yourself thinking, well, that wasn't a very nice thing for them to say, or that wasn't a very good way for them to resolve that, is to really look at, wow, what part, what was my part in that? And what did I bring to that? And every time you have that internal conversation, then the next question is, how would I have acted differently? I mean, how many times in your life have you said something and then thought 10 minutes later, wow, I really wish I'd said that differently? Because what I really meant was, and I'm not sure that landed right, now I'm going to have to go clean this up. 
or I sat there quiet when I really wish I said something. And this would have been the perfect thing to say, you know, those those moments are gone. And then how do you come back to them? And so how do we create more moments where we have full, satisfying communication, like so that the lady that was next to you at the competition would be able to have a more relaxed way of feeling like she's in a community and communicating with people in a community and everybody stays relaxed. You think that, again, that's awareness of how your communication is landing. And I know for me, I look back at, when I look back at any kind of interaction with that, even if it's a communication that happens when you pass someone when you're driving or when you are walk by them on the sidewalk, you know, if you're having a good day and you give them a smile and you get a smile back, your day's now better and so is theirs. But if you're kind of having a funky day and you're a little involved in your drama, you don't get the chance to have that communication. And the same with, have you ever gotten aggravated when you're driving at how somebody else was driving or at the traffic or you're nervous about time? You never have that moment back. And what about those times when you're driving when you just feel like, wow, what a beautiful day. I can see the hills over there. The sun is out and I'm going to go see my friend. Which, which quality of experience do you want to have in your life? And almost every one of these experiences when we're out involves some kind of a communication. And I mean, I, I really notice that if I am not stressed when I'm driving and I'm noticing things and smiling at people at stoplights, I get there faster. It's just the way the universe seems to work. It seems to want to tell me if you're stressing about things and being a grump, it's going to probably take you longer. <laughs> so, And you're not going to feel as good when you get there. So that even just from a self-care uh, perspective, being able to have you know, neutral and pleasant communications, even in just these passing interactions, not to mention within our communities and within our work, et cetera, can change the quality of the day and the quality of our experience. And I don't know about you, but one of my goals is to have as many of those positive experiences as possible because they build on each other and they have a multiplicative effect um, on us, both, both emotionally and physically. You know, how do you feel at the end of the day when you feel like you've had really great interactions with people versus frustrating interactions with people? You have more energy when you've had fun. That's uh, so helpful to have a bookmark or a, a place to land at the end of the day and, and, and to have that reflection, right? That's great. I love that. And I think sometimes we don't even know how stressed out we are or how much is coming out. So measuring our internal stress levels can be really key to that. It's real basic stuff too. Earlier, you had talked about you know, maybe you need to have an intense conversation with someone or just a daily conversation and the importance of going, Hey, how are you? Are you hungry? Do you need to take a walk? Do you need to, you know, what, what do we need to do here? You just uh, showing some care and compassion for whatever's going on with the other person. And it struck me how interesting it was that a lot of those things that you naturally brought up were basic needs, things, sleep, food, movement, you know, those kinds of basic body human needs and, and the importance of meeting those just to get to a place where communication be given and received in a way that's successful. So let's talk about measuring internal success. One of, I know both of our favorite ways to measure internal success is through an aura ring. Uh, that's something that tracks sleep. It can also track your steps and your movement. And most importantly, though, it's a small 
device that you can wear. It's just a ring and they come in every size. They have a way that they size it for you and they bring you a little sizing kit and you pick which one works the best for you. I personally picked one that has, that can fit on more than one finger because sometimes my fingers swell and so I need to be able to move it around. But getting an aura ring can be a great way to measure your internal stress level. Did you sleep? Have you slept? Are you going on three nights of no sleep? Are you getting great sleep and have really high sleep scores? It measures your heart rate variability and your recovery to the day's exercises or the day's movement or lack of movement. So it can show basic stress. It can show your ability to recover and how well rested you are and make recommendations to bring your body into a more healthy alignment. We would love to hear your experience with the Aura Ring and what you have learned. So keep an eye out for our social media posts asking for that. So until next time, we'd like to say, take what works, leave what doesn't, and share what is working with those around you. We're going to talk about mindset shifting next time and accepting the true nature of things and how we can use cognitive reframing to have a deeper sense of being safe and secure which also can affect our internal stress levels. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at claritycafepodcast.com. And until next time, be well.